Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. Through interviews with female entrepreneurs, Made It Happen is dedicated to inspiring others through stories of those who have experienced going out on their own firsthand, discussing all the highs and the lows. It can be easy to see the glamorous side of starting your own business through the internet and social media, but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders made it happen. Well, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so excited to hear more about your journey and your business and everything you have going on. So thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm excited. So how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? Yeah, so my name is Jess. I am currently living in Vancouver, BC with my boyfriend. Um, We're from Ontario. I'm a certified nutritional practitioner and I uh, specialize in bloat for women. Um, A lot of my practice, we go through things like candida cleansing, parasite cleansing, heavy metal detox. So it's a lot more of a holistic approach approach. Um, and it's not just like, you know, the bloat, um, it's more, it really goes deep down into our digestive system to really support you and your root cause. Um, but yeah, I'm living in Vancouver, BC right now. I'm 26, turning 27 and I've been doing my business for two years full time now coming on to three. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm so excited to, you know, jump more into that, but I guess to start from the beginning, do you want to tell us a little bit about what made you first decide to go into nutrition in the first place? So I struggled with migraines and headaches pretty much my entire childhood. And I remember like I was, it was specifically at this one time I was at the doctors. I was constantly asking for them to do tests, constantly asking for like just some answers because I couldn't understand what was going on. And I I was previously put on medication, um, antidepressants. My doctor would tell me to take Tylenol every time, like I would as a like preventative, but also whenever I get a headache. And so it, I just kept getting like these red flags and I was like, this just doesn't sound normal. And I remember literally sitting in my car after getting like my blood test for my headaches to get more information about what was going on. And I was like, Hey, there has to be something else that can support me. And so I started to just like Google a bunch of stuff when it came to like reducing headaches, migraines, all that. And like how like diet could potentially cause like a role in this. And I started to notice that things like dairy and gluten could be a huge factor. I started to read about magnesium and how this could be super helpful. So I started to just add this stuff into my diet and truly notice the biggest difference ever. And for someone who struggles, like who struggled with migraines all the time, this was like, honestly, all I needed to be like, okay, this something's like, there's something here. And after that, I was like, I know I just want to do this and help other people. So um, that's kind of how I got into nutrition. And then along my like nutrition journey, I started to experience really bad skin issues and digestive issues. And I feel like this is really where like my story starts because I really, um, I never struggled with skin before. And all, all of a sudden I just started to get really bad um, perioral dermatitis, which is like dermatitis around your mouth. And um, it took me months and months to figure out what was going on. And then after going through cleanses, which is what I 
currently specialize in, seeing the difference was insane. So it was like another way of like holistic nutrition, just really supporting my journey and just showing me that there's so much more, there's a time and place for medication. And I'm such a believer in um, Western medicine, but just seeing the difference in holistic nutrition has been amazing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I think a lot of people can definitely relate to, you know, going through some type of those issues at one point or another. So it's great to sort of hear that journey to get to where you are now. And, you know, once you got into the nutrition field and then, you know, I know that you said you worked a couple jobs previously. Um, what was it that made you decide to really start your own business on this as opposed to maybe going to some other organization, for example? It's funny because I've had this conversation with myself multiple times of being like, okay, I think I'm, so I used to work for my last full-time job before going into this full-time was, um, working at Lululemon. And I remember there was like this one time during my journey where I was like, I think I'm just going to work at Lulu for full-time and do my business kind of on the side. Cause I was like, I don't have to stress. Like I don't like, I can just work, not bring it home with me and then just enjoy like this as a part-time job. But I honestly think that at the same time, it was never, I kind of feel like I started my business without actually meaning to start a business. And so I started my Instagram and that really just like, is like the foundation of my business. Like that's where I learned everything. And, um, so I feel like even though I had ups and downs in terms of like wanting to go full time, I think that at the end of the day, I was like, I'm so young. If I do this and it doesn't work, the worst case scenario is I get another job. Like I don't have kids. I'm not married yet. Um, I don't have a house. And so, um, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to take this risk. And I honestly now I'm like, I, I literally don't even know what else I would do. And I feel like I'd be the worst employee ever. Cause I would just be like working on my stuff on the side. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see what you mean. And I think that it's a great perspective for people to think about, you know what I mean? You always can have a backup plan. And so unless you really go for it, you'll never know. And I think it's, it's, it's super interesting too, how you said, you know, your whole business was built from your Instagram. Um, do you want to, you know, give any sort of insights or tips for someone who's maybe trying to build that presence? and, you know, start their business from the ground up and as a, like with social media, you know, as that sort of core, you know, platform they're going from. I will say Instagram has changed so much since I started. I started it, I think now it's been four years. And when I started it, it was like, no one was talking about starting a business on Instagram. So I remember like starting my Instagram account and not telling a single person because I was so embarrassed by it. And like, it's funny because now it's like the first thing someone will say to you is like, Oh, we'll just start an Instagram account. See how that goes. Um, but I think that really like utilize Instagram to the best of your ability, go and like use all of the features it has find an ideal client and an audience on there and a niche that hasn't been established yet. So even in nutrition, like I know that with a lot of us nutritionists, we're always like, there are way too many gut health nutritionists and hormonal nutritionists. But like, I feel like the only time you think it's saturated is when you're not actually putting in enough work on there because yes, like Instagram can be saturated, but it's just like coffee shops. Like there are millions and millions of coffee shops. It doesn't mean that one's going to not succeed because of how many there are out there. And I feel like it's the exact same thing with Instagram too. Like 
if you're not putting in the work, of course, it's going to be saturated. If you're putting in the work, you're going to find even that one person who wants to work with you. Um, and I think the biggest thing is like, just have fun with it. I feel like when you start to take Instagram so seriously, it works against you because the algorithm is forever changing. And I feel like we can blame the algorithm on everything. But in reality, it's like, if you're showing up because you feel like you need to, it's going to come off as that like push and pull feel. So like just going on there, sharing what you love, sharing your knowledge and not being afraid to share too much because being online is so different, especially for a nutritionist versus being in person because you need to establish that trust before someone signs up with you. But in um, a clinical perspective, People will just come and sign up with you without knowing your background and your history. And so really taking that time and being okay with that slow growth, because I think like for everything and anything, slow and steady growth is 10 times better than just like a viral or two viral posts because you don't actually get to know your community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think there's so many great points there. And while we're speaking of Instagram, I want to read a little bit of um, a post that you made recently that I would love to, you know, talk about and hear more on. Um, And it started with how I made six figures in the first six months of my business and how you can do the same. I didn't. In fact, I made less than what I was making almost working full time, Um, actually almost made about 25% of that as business coaches and Instagram rises and get more popular, a ton of people are made to think that if you aren't making six figures as a business, you aren't good enough. Um, And then just sort of, you know, talking about how Instagram can be toxic for businesses and especially nutritionists. So I'd love to hear more on your perspective with this, you know, um, how you see this affecting business owners and, you know, what, what can people sort of, you know, do to not sort of have that comparison aspect of it? Yeah, it's so crazy because um, when I first started my business, business coaching wasn't really a thing. Like I, I never saw anyone talking about like being a business mentor or a coach. I remember seeing one of my like kind of friends do it. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, why would you ever hire a business coach? And now it's like crazy. And I see the, like the, the impact and like the investment of it is it's like the, one of the best things you could do for your business. But because of that, I also think you have to be so, so careful. Um, I don't know where the six figure thing came from, but I feel like we're all so like quick to just want that. And I feel like when you work with a coach, one thing you have to keep in mind is that that coach is just going to guide you. They're not going to do the work for you. It's like that six figure business that you want. It's going to come from you, not from signing on a coach. And, um, like even with my um, Bloom and Business, my business mentorship, I'll have some people sign in, like uh, apply in there and they'll say like, uh, one of my questions is like, what do you want to see in your business in one year? And a lot of people will say, I want a six figure business. And then my next question is like, where are you in your business today? And they'll mention that like they haven't started yet. And like, for me, it's like, well, first off, it's going to take years to get to that point. If you're going to do it in a place that's serving you and your clients like that's I think the most important thing is like you're serving your clients and so also I but the thing is like I think why we're choosing to like want six videos in our first year or first six months is because we're constantly hearing about this online and how people are making six figures off of a passive program and all of this stuff but in reality it's like when you take yourself off 
of the online space. I have so many friends and family members who aren't making six figures and they're thriving in their job. They love it. They're thriving in their personal life and their work life. And it's because they don't have this like toxicity mentality that six it's six figures or you're not successful. Um, and I think that's something that we need to really consider as well as like when you start to build and you get up to that ladder, you're only going to have so many more complications. And the other thing is like when you're making those six figures, you're also investing so much more back into the business. So it's not like you just have six figures to spend. And so even like, for example, when you first start out, let's say you're making 25K a year, you're going to be investing some of that back. Just like when you're making the six uh, figures, you're also going to be investing so much more of that back. And so I think it's really like, yes, finances are so important. If you have like goals to get like so um, high up there to multiple six figures, whatever it is, seven figures, that's great. And like, I don't think that should be dumbed down at all. But at the same time, like, I think it's causing us to lose passion and sight of like why we started. Um, and so my biggest uh, recommendation is if you ever like if you are following business coaches or seeing this come up, just mute them or unfollow. If that's not, if you're seeing that stuff online and it's causing any kind of anxiety, unfollow. Like your Instagram should be your vision board. Your home feed should be your vision board. And if it's not a part of it, that's causing any anxiety. I think it's going to only hurt your business at the end of the day and your personal, like your, um, your mentality. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know, such a great point. And I definitely agree. And I think, you know, part of that too, is that, you know, I think them asking themselves, why do you want that six figure business? Is it to say, I have a six figure business or is it that, you know, you really want to get to that milestone because it'll make you, you know, sustainable to live or something like that, you know? So, and I definitely agree. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Like you said, how much are you spending to get to his, to the six figures and stuff? And that, so I think when it's just those big headlines, it definitely can, you know, be sort of offsetting and can kind of hit people the wrong way. So I think your advice on, you know, unfollowing them or muting is so important. If you're listening to this, then you most likely enjoy podcasts and maybe you even have a business of your own. But have you ever thought of starting your own podcast? Through running Made It Happen, I truly found a passion for podcasting and I want to share what I've learned and help other entrepreneurs and businesses have their voice heard and elevate their brand through podcasts. Introducing Elevate Podcast Co. Elevate Podcast Co. supports launching and growing podcasts to connect businesses to their audience build authority, and amplify their business. Through podcast coaching, management, and launching, we will help you reach your podcast goals with a quality product at an affordable price. If you're interested in starting a podcast or just want to chat, feel free to reach out at elevatepodcastco.com or email us at elevatepodcastco at gmail.com. And we've talked a little bit about sort of those obstacles people have to overcome to get there. But in terms of your business, has there been sort of any challenges or setbacks that you really had to overcome with your business? Yeah, there have honestly been so many. I feel like there's been um, lots of like personal setbacks and just like setbacks in business. One of the biggest ones I would say that it's a bit more personal for to myself. Um, so when we moved to 
BC two years ago. Um, it was such a dramatic change for my business just because 90% of my Instagram following as well as my clients all come from Toronto basically. And so it was a huge adjustment for me in terms of like PST time zone to EST. And so I found it very difficult. I still find it difficult. I feel like I'm always behind um, because like even right now it's late or it's afternoon for my clients and my following. And for me, it's still like early morning. Um, So it's just funny to kind of get used to that. And then also a big one that I think that all of us can agree on and it doesn't matter what stage of the business you're in is pricing. I think that's one thing that you're always going to struggle with. And um, it doesn't matter like if you're starting or if you're like five years into your business, I think pricing is always going to be the hardest part of the business because you need to know your worth, but you also want to make sure that it's reflective on your ideal client and your customers. And so I think that's something that I've always been like juggling, especially with leads, trying to figure out like the investment for it, um, the pricing, the shipping, which shipping is always a like you never know what you're going to get with shipping. Um, and so I think that's been definitely my biggest struggle is just like being so specific and feeling so unbelievable, unbelievable about pricing. Um, because you always want to, it's hard, it's a hard thing to juggle. You want to charge what you're, what you're worth. But then for someone like me as like such a people pleaser, I just want to help so many people. And so, yeah, I feel like that always gets difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely really relate to that. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think that that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with at any time, especially because there is always those different factors coming in. So even when, if you think you have your pricing and then eventually you're gonna have to raise the prices, even yeah. just making that adjustment is a, a whole nother challenge in itself. So I think a lot of people can definitely relate to that. And, um, you know, on the other, other side of that, has there been sort of any big sort of milestones or big accomplishment that, you know, you're really proud of throughout your journey? I'd say um, there have definitely been a lot just in terms of like launching. I feel like something I've been getting really good at is just not waiting until something's perfect and just launching it. And so this year has been big with the membership, which I'm so proud of. That took me so long to get out and I'm so happy it's finally out there. Um, The response on that has been incredible. And um, as well as leads, that's been quite a journey from like when I started it to where it's at today, I feel so proud of it. And just being able to, I feel like when I was at IHN, the, the school that I went to for nutrition, I was so passionate about organic products and like always wanting to have something on the shelf. And now that Leafs is organic, which also took so much time and so much, just a ton of patience. I'm so proud to have that officially organic. And hopefully one day I can see it in stores. I feel like I have so much going on that it's probably something I'm going to just kind of keep at my level for now. Um, But honestly, I feel like launch wise, everything I've been able to launch, the response has been amazing and the support. But Honestly, I think the biggest thing and the reason why I keep doing this is just from getting those DMs or messages from people who have been following me and saying like, hey, I've been following you for four years and I remember you posted about this before. Do you remember what like um, where you got that from? Or like um, I've been following you since you moved to Kelowna and I discovered this um, cafe or whatever, like just getting those messages, I feel like 
goes so much further than people think. And it really is like, like I literally screenshot all of them and keep them in an album and I'll show my boyfriend and, or like my sister. And it's just such like, it just reminds me of why I'm doing this. And cause you can get so caught up in business and like how much you're not doing versus how much you are doing. And um, I think a lot of us forget like that the tiny, the tiny things that we do make a huge impact on others. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love to hear that. And I, I definitely agree. I think, you know, hearing that, that impact and sort of people's feedback is it, it's sort of everything, you know, it's definitely, it helps reassurance, but also just, yeah, it makes you know that what you're doing really matters. And so it's always really great to sort of hear those, those messages. And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about before how, you know, you were working multiple different jobs before as you were, you know, trying to make it. Um, and I, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, during those times when, you know, it, you did have a lot, well, I'm sure still do, but when you have all those different sort of aspects going on, how do you sort of push through those moments to, you know, really get to that end goal of making it full time or, or, you know, launching that business? I think one of the best things you can do when you're working on your business or your side hustle is to have other income coming in consistently, not only because it helps you feel more um, like less stressed because you're not coming from a place of like having to make money, you have money coming in, but it also pushes you to work harder on your business. Even though I was so busy working, like I gen- I always say this, I feel like I was hustling so much more at when I was working full-time and part-time jobs uh, than I am now. And not to say like that, um, that's like, I just, I feel like I was working so much harder because I knew what I wanted so badly. And like, I would come home from work at like 10 PM and I would work on my, what was my side hustle or my nutrition practice for like two hours or I'd wake up early and work on it. And not because I was like, Oh, I need to make it. But it was just something I was so passionate about that. It was easy. Like all of my free time went to my business because I loved it. And honestly, like I wanted it to be a full-time job. Like I had so many people in my corner who were really supportive of it. And I just wanted to prove to them that I could do it. Um, and it's so funny because like even on the weekends when I was living at home, Saturdays and Sundays, I would literally work on my business it, even at like 8 p.m. on a Saturday night. And my dad would literally like ask my younger sister and be like, can you take Jas out to the bar? Like she doesn't do anything. <laughs> and he'd be like, can you like not read or like, can you get off your laptop and like go hang out with friends? Like <laughs> and I was like, this is honestly like so freaking fun to me. Like I just loved it. And so I think just being so passionate about what you're doing helps a lot, but then also having a clear vision for what you want makes it easier for you to keep going. Even when you come home from working, you're exhausted. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, one of the, I think the best piece of advice is, you know, finding that thing that you're passionate about because, you know, it's, it's not like how people say you'll never work a day in your life, but um, I think it definitely, you know, makes that easier when you have that sort of love for what you're doing. And I know you talked about, you know, when you were able to make it take that full time. Um, and, you know, you said that, you know, you might, you might as well try it because you can always sort of, you know, go back to another job, but was there sort of a certain point when you sort of said, yes, this is the time I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I, so I remember this was when I was in Kelowna and I was working 
at Lululemon and I loved it. I've made so many amazing friendships and I, I genuinely loved working there, but I felt like I was so exhausted when I'd come home and I wouldn't want to work on my business. And I remember before then I would come home and I was so motivated, would work and feel really good. And I think I just got to this point where I was like, there's way too much on my plate business wise that like, even if I go to work, like I'm just not going to get anything done. And so I had a conversation with my boyfriend and both, like he was the one who was like, I think that you should just take this full time and see how it goes. And funny enough that day, um, I had someone reach out to me who owned a juicery and she was like, Hey, I'm looking for someone who can help me with like max 10 hours a week. And I was like, Hey, this is perfect. Like I can work 10 hours, have some income coming in while I'm also working on my business. And I don't have have to stress too much about really hitting those financial goals for my rent and my bills and my loans. So I did that. And then I went home back to Ontario for the summer for a wedding. And then I was presented with another opportunity to stay in Ontario for two more months to do additional education. And that was the moment when I was like, I can leave this job at the juicery because it's only 10 hours. It really was just a security blanket for me. Like I wasn't even really making money because it was just, it was 10 hours a week. And so I was like, Hey, I'm like, I feel financially stable. Like even if I were to make no money next month or in two months, I could still, I can still feel very confident in this. And so I feel like moving to BC was a huge push in the right direction for me to be like, I can take this online. And then coming back to Ontario, I was like, if I just let go of these extra 10 hours, I'm going to be able to put 20 hours into my business. Um, so yeah, I just did it from there. And I feel like ever since then, like the business has just flourished for being in here um, full time. I love to hear that. And yeah, and once you can sort of put all of your main focus into it, I think it, I'm sure it definitely, you know, helped a lot too. So um, thank you so much for sharing and, you know, that the whole journey, I love hearing sort of the story behind it. And, you know, you gave a lot of really great advice, um, you know, throughout there, but is there sort of one piece of advice you would give to someone who's maybe thinking of starting a business? Yeah, I feel like this is like the most common thing that you hear. And I know it sounds so generic, but just starting, I think is so important. And like when I say to just start, like just try like going on Instagram and like actually, okay, I was going to say just start because I genuinely feel like it is like the most important piece of advice, like get out there and just try what you can. But when it comes to Instagram, get on there and like share free information. I feel like a lot of us are scared to share that kind of free information because we're worried about like giving away too much. But if you're not sharing enough information, no one's going to find like, how can someone trust you if they don't even know your perspective on like how you um, reduce bloat with your clients or like things that you do on a daily basis. And another thing I would say is spend a lot of your time on social media, whether it's Instagram, um, TikTok, podcasting, whatever it is to be able to like use that as your marketing. We're so lucky that Instagram's free. <laughs> like we don't even have to put a dime into starting an Instagram account. And that's like really the only marketing you might need in your business. And so being able to just get on there and like dedicate time on there to really showcase your business and what you do, but especially yourself, because people will buy your products or your services, not because of how great they are, but because they trust you and really 
appreciate you as like the person behind the business. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I said like three, like all together. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. All of them were, were great piece of advice. And I definitely agree. And I think that there is, you know, when you give value out to your audience, that's how you build your audience and build your clients. And so I think that that, you know, absolutely makes sense and is really great advice. And before we wrap up, I'd love to do just a quick rapid fire questions to you. So I'm just going to ask a question and you can just sort of, you know, say the first thing that comes to your mind. Sounds good. Okay. So owning your own business means. Being really confident in yourself. One word to describe your business. Blissful. Someone you look up to. Oh my God. So many people. Uh, I would say my boyfriend and his like dedication to work and life. Love that. Um, a female owned business. These are like putting me so on the spot. Oh my gosh. Uh, Yogu yogurt. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> a book I'd recommend. Oh my gosh. I forget the actual name of the full title, but um, how to influence people, how to, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, it's how how yeah. to influence how to influence, how to influence people. people and win at life or whatever. Okay. Wow, I feel so crazy saying that. I can't think of it. I'm literally reading it and I can't even think of it. That's okay. I know I know which one you mean. <laughs> um, a lifesaver for your business is so whether that's a specific platform, a planner, something that you know changed the game. Email marketing. A non-negotiable you have? Uh, Going outside for a walk. And the best advice you've ever received? What people think of you is none of your business. I love that. Okay, well, thank you so much. I know those definitely put you on the spot, but thank you for sharing. Um, And do you have any future plans coming up for your business you'd like to share? Um, right now, I think I'm just really happy with how things have been going. Um, I do have future plans for the nourished membership to really make it like essentially a holistic nutrition academy. And so if you're going to be in the membership, you're really learning everything and anything that I know as a nutritionist. So it's going to be essentially going to school for, um, nutrition. And I'm honestly so excited for that. It's been on my vision board ever since I started school at, um, IHN. Awesome. And where can people go to find out about the membership, find you on social, all of that? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Nourish with Jazz. And then my my website is Nourish with Jazz or Nourish with Jazz membership. Um, And feel free to send me a DM and we can chat about everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jazz, for joining me here today. I loved hearing your story and all of your advice. So thank you so much. And I'm excited to see everything that's to come with your business. Thanks, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.